Hey, 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 welcome to the Badly Branded Podcast. I'm your host, Beulah Marie, and we've got some drama-filled celebrity gossip today. In my last episode, I, for some reason, forgot to address um, one of the most interesting and intense, dramatic movie premieres that we've seen in quite some time, and that is all of the drama surrounding the movie Don't Worry Darling. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but first, I want to speak on one of my favorite celebrities, Miss Britney Spears. Now, I know I talk about her nearly every episode, and this is not exclusively a Britney Spears podcast, but Girlfriend knows how to keep herself in the news, and after I stopped recording my previous episode, some new developments came out in the world of Britney. So I'll address those quickly before we talk about Don't Worry Darling. So the legendary Miss Britney Spears has announced that she probably will not perform again. Uh, According to her own words on Instagram in a since-deleted caption, She stated that she likely would never perform again, Um, and then Rolling Stone and Complex and a bunch of other websites and magazines ran with the article about that today. Um, There's been a lot of speculation about whether or not Britney would ever return to the stage. For a while, she refused to perform because her performances and videos and costumes and all of that were basically at the discretion of and under the control of her father and other people who were involved in the conservatorship. Now, since the Free Britney movement, we now know that um, some of what Britney was experiencing was bordering on human trafficking and coercive control, and it just got very, very ugly and uh, allegedly turned into something that, you know, was not typical for a guardianship or conservatorship situation. Um, And it sounds like her father and, um, again, others on that conservatorship team had a lot of say um, in her performances, videos, costumes, and whatnot. And Brittany had very little creative control or input. Now, as an artist and a creative type, I imagine that would be salt in an open wound. You know what I mean? Like you're already a woman in your 20s, 30s, 40s that's being controlled by your father and this team of strangers and doctors and lawyers. Um, But then you're an artist who has no control over your art and what you're putting out and no say um, in different things. So I understand where she's coming from, uh, especially back then, that she refused to perform anymore, you know, as long as her father was in control. And that's why her second residency, um, domination in in Vegas, why that ended up falling to the wayside and and being canceled um, was because we now know Brittany um, rejected a dance move or suggested an alternate dance move um, during rehearsals for the domination show And that was the straw that broke the camel's back for her dad and the conservatorship team. Um, Between that and 
her wanting to get off of a medication or try a different medication um, and, you know, starting to question different things. All of that was like, nope, we're done with you, Brittany. We're going to throw you um, into this mental facility, mental health facility, um, allegedly. You know, this is what Brittany has shared and what others, you know, close to the conservatorship situation have shared. Um, So I get her not wanting to work back then. Um, Her not wanting to work now, that's a choice. And that's her choice. She is free, allegedly. And so, you know, she has the autonomy and independence and self-efficacy to do as she pleases. And listen, I'm a huge Britney fan, but I can realize the fact and accept the fact that she doesn't owe us anything at this point. Um, She has given us enough since she was a child. She's worked since she was a child. Um, She really doesn't owe us anything anymore. She doesn't need to entertain us anymore. You know, if she never wants to set foot on a stage again, good for her. That's her prerogative. If she wants to twirl around on Instagram and post nudes and whatever, that's her prerogative. That's her life. That's her choice. I'm just happy she has the choice and has the freedom to say, hey, you know what? It's likely that I'm never going to perform again. Now, does that make me sad as a fan? Well, yeah. You know, I um, always enjoy seeing Britney perform live, but I've been lucky enough to have gotten to see her in concert several times, including at her residency and including on what might be her final tour. You know, she did a little mini world tour um, after the residency and um, it was like the piece of me tour or something like that. Um, I did get to see that tour. It sounds like that might be her last tour. And if that's the case, I'm just glad I got to see it. Um, Do I wish that, you know, she was in a place where she wanted to keep working and performing? Well, sure. The part of me that's a fan, you know, I selfishly do wish that I would get to see her perform again. But as a person, as a human, I have such compassion and empathy for her that I just want her to do what makes her happy and what brings her peace and joy and contentment. Because I don't think she's ever really gotten to experience peace throughout her life. So, you know, it will be sad, but hey, good for you, Brittany. If you're retiring, or at least retiring from the stage, then congratulations. And thank you for all you've given us through the years. You know, that's what I have to say about that. Um, Also, before we move on to Don't Worry Darling about uh, another note about Brittany, um, something I found to be a little odd um, and interesting was that in one of her recent voice memos or like voice recordings, um, they're these little, little like audio snippets that she's been sharing, almost like mini podcasts. She's been putting them on Instagram and YouTube, uh, no video, just her voice. And um, anyway, one of the recent ones, she said that when they took her to that place, and she always says that place, when she says that place, she's talking about the mental health facility that she was forced into against her will in 2018, 2019, whenever that was, I I can't recall, but that's what she's referencing. So she said right before she went 
into that place or at the beginning of her stay at that place that they forced her to do three, not one, three brain MRIs, didn't tell her why they were doing MRIs on her brain. I think they were on her brain. I think she said they were MRIs of her head. I'm not positive, but I think she said they were brain MRIs. Now, you would think, well, she's the patient. Why wouldn't she know, you know, why she's getting an MRI? Well, under the conservatorship, she had zero say in her own medical care. And that's where the whole disability rights piece comes in. I wrote an article about that. Um, You know, there's a lot of aspects of the Free Britney movement and the conservatorship and all of this that's jumbled up in concepts of ableism and disability rights and all these different things. And um, just for clarity's sake, when a person is under a conservatorship or a guardianship uh, like Britney was and the type that Britney was in, essentially, she and others in that scenario, they lose their personhood under the law. So legally and civilly, they are entitled to no rights such as making medical decisions, you know, um, getting married, uh, all these different things, signing contracts. So any contracts that were signed during that time, it didn't matter if it was against Britney's will or not. She had no say. Legally, under the law, she was not a person. Her father and the other people that were conserving her, they represented her. They were Britney, essentially, for all intents and purposes. So they forced her to have an IUD when she didn't want one. They forced her to take medications she didn't like or didn't want. They forced her into this mental health facility. They apparently or he or whatever forced her to have these brain MRIs and didn't even tell the poor woman what they're looking for, what they're testing for, why she's having that done. And it's like, no wonder Brittany has anxiety. No wonder Brittany has trust issues. She said in this voice memo that she was afraid they were looking for cancer. Can you imagine how terrifying that would be to like have no idea why you're being poked and prodded and looked at and tested and studied? You have no idea why, right? It could be, they could be looking for anything. To not know would be jarring and alarming and stressful to say the least. And, you know, people love to use the word crazy about Britney, but I got to say this. If she is crazy and you want to use that derogatory term, we're just going to say it for the sake of this episode and the fact that that's what people call her. Say she is crazy. If she's crazy, there's a good chance she wasn't that crazy before and all of this made her crazy. Because who wouldn't be driven to a certain point of insanity or craziness under the duress and the restrictions and the just absurdness of this conservatorship to be that controlled where you have cameras and recording devices hidden in your home where your private moments are being secretly recorded without your knowledge and people are watching you get dressed and undressed and you have no privacy in your home you are made to take medications you didn't ask for or approve. 
forced into facilities against your will, forced to have medical tests done against your will. That is some next level stuff. I mean, it's borderline abuse. And for her father or whomever to not explain to her, hey, we think you need this MRI done. Here's why. That's also abusive in my opinion. If you're going to make her have the medical test done or make her take medications or whatever, at least explain to her why. And I just feel like, okay, maybe after she had her babies and all the wild stuff was going on with the tabloids and the paparazzi and the pressures of fame and the divorce and all of that, maybe she was struggling with some mental health issues. But I feel like all of the control and gaslighting and everything she's dealt with, the shadiness, the exploitation, all of that that she's dealt with since then have probably exponentially magnified any potential issues that might have been there or even maybe caused more additional mental health issues or worsened her mental emotional well-being because I don't know how anyone could get through that unscathed, right? Um it's just so wild to me. And then some of it makes me even wonder about like Munchausen syndrome. I'm sure some of you have heard of that before. I mean, there's documentaries about, you know, um, women who have done this to their daughters. Um, blanking on the name right now. There was a whole storyline on like one of the Real Housewives shows about it. I mean, it's a thing. And it's essentially, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it's essentially where um, someone, usually a parent, um, makes their kid believe that they are sick when they're really not and can actually um, cause the person to have symptoms because um, they were sort of forced to believe that they were ill. Um, so they get these like psychosomatic symptoms. Um, so I just Googled it and just like a definition officially, if you'd like to know. Um, uh, it's called Munchausen's or Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Um, it's also known as facetious disorder. It's when someone falsely claims another person has physical or psychological signs or symptoms of illness or causes injury or disease in another person with the intention to deceive others. So they make up fake symptoms or cause real symptoms to make it look like a child or another person is sick. So like, I don't know. I don't know that like this Munchausen thing is at all what has gone on with Brittany um, because I do think that she did have some mental health struggles. And I, she's been fairly open about that. Um, but I don't know. Um, I think that we really could go down a rabbit hole if we wanted to about Jamie Spears suffering from Munchausen by proxy. And um, there's just a lot of red flags here. And I can't be the first person to think that or bring that up. Um, but I just, you know, there's, there's a lot of red flags when it comes to Brittany and there's a lot of complications because I think that there are some underlying issues there, how bad they are. I don't know how much the conservatorship magnified things or made it worse. I don't know, 
Are there things we don't know? Is she safe? Is she in danger? Is she healthy? Is she ill? We just don't know, right? Um, And that lends itself to so much speculation. So my only hope is that she's well um, and safe and happy and healthy because I hear certain things she's saying in these audio snippets and it's heartbreaking. I mean, she said that like, when she lost custody of her kids, she felt like a part of her died. And sometimes she feels like she has nothing to live for now that they're, you know, with their father. And those types of statements are a little alarming, you know, um, and she's deeply unhappy and and angry with and frustrated by her family, understandably so. And that has to feel very lonely and isolating. It's like all she has right now basically is Sam, her husband, and a lot of people don't trust him or others around her at this moment. So, you know, it's a tough spot to be in. And Brittany herself in this recent uh, audio clip even said she wishes her mom and dad would burn in hell. I mean, it was more vulgar than that. She dropped an F-bomb in there. But yeah, she said, mom and dad, I hope you burn in hell. Like there's some deep, deep wounds there. And I understand her anger, but it's it's very, very sad. Very sad. And I, you know, I said this in the last episode, but I just hope she gets the happy ending she deserves or at least um, is safe and uh, unharmed and makes it through this life, life, um, you know, uh, unscathed in terms of, you know, the type of tragedy that often befalls uh, people of a certain level of fame, you know. Um, So, man, that's a lot. Um, anyway, let's move on to Don't Worry Darling. This film, I wanted to see it anyway. And, um, like I was someone that was going to see the movie regardless, but I think a lot of people are going to see it now just because of the controversy. So it's a film that Olivia Wilde is directing. It's like a psychological thriller kind of dystopian type movie. Um, it stars... Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, um, Chris Pine, and there was this whole drama because Shia LaBeouf was originally the lead actor, um, and all this stuff came out because Olivia Wilde apparently lied and said that she fired Shia LaBeouf because there were tensions Uh, between him and Florence and that he was acting out on set. Um, But then it came out after that like Harry Styles was Olivia's first choice for that role. And when there was an opportunity to get Harry on board, she just canned Shia. Um, And she lied because she lied about the reasons that she fired him or whatever. Um, because he said he left the film of his own accord because uh, of just drama on the set and behind the scenes controversies and just, I don't know, different things that were going on behind the scenes. And he had receipts. Like he came with video call um, from Olivia, like a FaceTime that he recorded or whatever. And she was basically trying to like smooth things over with Shia and Florence and like, you know, kind of talking out of both sides of her mouth, I guess. Um, 
And she made it sound like she fired him because of bad behavior on his part. And he's like, uh, no. And I have the video to prove it. Um, so he quit. She ends up hiring Harry Styles again. We now know her and Harry are allegedly dating or were allegedly dating. There's all kinds of drama there because, you know, um, she was married to Jason Sudeikis. There's some questions about the timeline. Did she cheat on Jason with Harry? She says no. Um, she was served like custody papers or something like that during um, a speech she was giving something related to this film, I think. So there's just been a lot, a lot of drama, especially with her and, and Harry being romantically involved, allegedly. Um, I think that made things, from what I'm reading, a little uncomfortable on set for Florence Pugh and for some of the other actors. Um, and it sounds like a lot of the actors and crew um, really had like a lack of respect for Olivia and just found her to not be the most competent director. Um, it was stated allegedly, and this, you know, this is all alleged, that Olivia's directorial still uh, skills weren't wonderful and that the cinematographer or someone to that effect would have to step in um, and kind of take over at times because Olivia just wasn't like getting it or wasn't doing it properly. Um, then there's just all this other stuff. Like, so during the, uh, I think it was the Venice, um, film festival, uh, and premiere, the, the Venice premiere, um, of don't worry, darling, Chris Pine just during a press conference was seen visibly like sighing and rolling his eyes and seeming bored or distracted or just over it. Um, everybody seemed distant there was a disconnect. It seemed like no one wanted to stand near each other. There was like visible, palpable, tangible tension. And it was just awkward as you can get. And then the icing on the cake was when a video came out that made it look like Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Now, you, I mean, I cannot picture Harry Styles ever doing that. The man is like a ball of sunshine, radiates positivity, kindness, love, joy, silliness. He's real cheeky. And, you know, he's known to sort of be the class clown, practical joker, kind of quirky and, uh, you know, funny and all of that. And he's a jokester, but like, I can't see him spitting on somebody even like as a joke. I mean, he's not a 13 year old, you know what I mean? And that's just gross. But I saw the video and initially it did look like Harry spit on Chris Pine. Like there's no denying that in this video, it looks like that's what happened. Okay. But then one or two other angles came out and the other angles, you can tell that he did not spit on Chris Pine. And it was funny because at the show I was at, at Madison Square Garden last week, um, Harry was like, hey, hi everyone. Welcome. I'm Harry. I just got back, uh, got back to New York from Venice where I just popped over to spit on Chris Pine and then kind of shook his head. So he was making a joke about it and he obviously refuted the allegations that he spit on Chris Pine and, um, you know, everyone that was there agrees he did not, but the video definitely looks like it. So all of this drama continues to go on, um, you know, all these things keep coming out. 
Don't Worry Darling started filming uh, or at least started production in late 2020. Um, and I found this little rundown of some of the key points on uh, Complex. And um, I'll give a rundown of that timeline before we go for today. So um, here's some of the things that have come out about Don't Worry Darling. So Harry Styles was allegedly Olivia's first choice for the part of Jack. Um, now, it sounds like maybe Harry wasn't uh, initially able to join the cast because of his touring schedule. So then Olivia Wilde moved on to find another actor, and that's where Shia LaBeouf came in. So Shia LaBeouf comes into the project, joins the cast, signs on in early uh, 2020. Um, so he's now playing the role of Jack. Uh, by September 2020, he exited the film. Now, at the time when the news broke, it was said that he exited the film due to a scheduling conflict. But it's been about two years now, and the key points of Shia LaBeouf's involvement with this movie has just become complicated. Um, there was a lot going on behind the scenes. And there's some gray area and some things that overlap. So as I always say, multiple things could be true at once. So there's a chance that like there's a lot of little bits of truth floating around and they maybe all fit together like puzzle pieces to, you know, form what became the the final outcome here. So Harry's tour gets postponed or called off or something because of the pandemic. So he then is available to join Don't Worry Darling, as was the original plan. So Shia, for whatever reason, whether he quits, whether he was fired, he's off the film. Conveniently now, September 2020, Harry can join the film. So Harry Styles signs on. Maybe the stars just aligned. Um, maybe there was some conspiracy behind the scenes to, um, you know, get Shia off now that Harry's available. You never know. Um, in November 2020, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis split up. Now, we know that since Olivia and Harry have allegedly been dating or hooked up or, you know, I don't know what their romantic status is currently, but it seems like maybe they're still together. A lot of people think the reason for this split of Jason Sudeikis, who's obviously an actor, he's in Ted Lasso currently, um, you know, people are saying or speculating that they split up, him and Olivia Wilde split up because of Harry Styles. Now, it's, you know, uh, allegedly the split was amicable, um, and she has said, no, it was not because of Harry Styles that they broke up. I don't know that he has commented on it, but she has called it horse shit and false narratives and drama. So January 2021, supposedly, are when Harry and Olivia officially become an item. Um, it's when they first start, like, being seen together. Uh, but again, we don't know how true that is. Maybe that's just when they were public. Maybe things started before that. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. 
at CinemaCon in April 2022, um, custody docs, documents, um, so custody papers were served um, to Olivia Wilde while she was on stage um, at CinemaCon. Like, that is just so awkward and shocking, and I cannot believe she was served papers on stage. Now, folks did say Jason Sudeikis was not aware of the fact that they were going to be served during this time. And he said he would never condone, you know, what happened, the method of serving her when and where they were served. Um, She was very upset by it and called it vicious and, you know, alluded to the fact that Jason Sudeikis probably did know or did have a hand in that happening. Um, But he, of course, says he did not. So all this drama you know, keeps building and building and building. That's in April 2022. So then also in April 2022, rumors of a big feud between Olivia and Florence. Florence is the the female lead. Um, apparently this big feud is brewing between those two. So there's all this hoopla. Now the two female stars are at odds with one another for whatever reason. Um, allegedly, some of the discord or disagreements between the two has to do with like social media activity um olivia thought florence was not promoting don't worry darling enough i I really don't know it was just drama 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 um and you know olivia was not happy uh with it for whatever reason Um, Olivia then claims in August of 2022 that she fired Shia due to his acting process. Um, and she said that it was not conclusive to the ethos that I demand in my productions. Now that goes against the initial reports, which said he left due to a scheduling conflict. Um, she claimed that his energy and his method uh, during his acting process was combative and aggressive and she didn't like that. And it was not conducive to like a safe trusting and psychologically safe environment. Um, so she made it sound like she was protecting the rest of the cast and the other actors and presumably Florence. Um, but Shia also in August 22, um, denied all this stuff that Olivia said and provided proof. So he shared an email um, that addressed Olivia and said, you and I both know the reasons for my exit. I quit your film because your actors and I could not find time to rehearse. Um, He says, what inspired this email today is your latest variety story. I'm greatly honored by your words about my work. Thank you. But I'm a little confused about the narrative that I was fired, however. Um, he then says, you and I both know the reasons for my exit. I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse. I've included a reminder. Um, I have included as a reminder, the screenshots of our text exchange on that day. And so he actually provided text messages. Um, and she included a video. I mean, she responded in a video, which Shia included saying, Um, I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet and I'm heartbroken. I want to figure this out. Um, You know, I think this might be a wake up call for Miss Flo. 
And I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me, with us. Um, if she really commits, if she puts her mind and heart into it and you guys can make peace. Um, if you guys could do it, what do you think? Is there hope? Will you let me know? So she's like begging. Olivia Wilde's like begging Shia to stay on. And it sounds like she is calling um, Florence, who she called Miss Flo, throwing her under the bus. Um, so it definitely seems like there were tension between these two actresses. And it definitely seems like Olivia did not fire Shia. But who knows? I mean, maybe all of this did happen. And then maybe Olivia ended up firing him. You know, many things could be true at once. So, you know, there's his story, her story. And then the truth is probably something in the middle or some combination of those two. Then the drama just keeps coming because in September, text messages between Shia LaBeouf and Florence Pugh leaked online. And, um, it seemed like the communication between the two friendly, uh, actors was friendly. It did not seem there was tension between Shia and Florence, even though Olivia Wilde had talked about that and alluded to that. Um, apparently, they just couldn't find, uh, you know, a time to rehearse together. And Florence even said to um, Shia, allegedly, where did you get me being scared of you from? That to me makes it sound like Olivia is peddling this idea that Florence was scared of Shia when that definitely wasn't the truth. Um, and I think all of this probably caused some weird tension with Harry as well because, you know, Florence has to act like Harry Styles is her love interest. And meanwhile, he's sleeping with the director and Florence has beef with the director and vice versa. And he's kind of stuck in the middle. And, you know, some of these actors and cast and crew on set probably feel like he was called in to replace Shia because Olivia had a little crush on him or whatever. Um, it's just really, really complicated. And I kind of feel bad for him in all of this because, like, he didn't do anything wrong, you know. Um, so, uh, I guess there's also some discussion and discourse surrounding the film. Don't worry, darling, because of the amount of sex scenes in it. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Um, it seems like there's a lot, um, and that both Olivia and Florence, um, had to address it during the, the press tour, um, and Olivia says that it's important context in the greater scheme of things. So these scenes are not just indulgent. They're actually really crucial to um, the narrative and the film as a whole. Um, but then we have September 5th, the Venice Film Festival premiere this is where there's all this tension that's, that's obvious. There's all this awkwardness that's obvious. It seems like Harry doesn't want anything to do with Olivia and that Florence wants nothing to do with Olivia or Harry and that Chris Pine seems stoned or something. <laughs> He's out of his mind. Um, and, and basically everyone looked like they wanted to be anywhere but there. Like it was just so tense so awkward. Um, Chris Pine was so spaced out. Um, you know, I don't think that Florence and Olivia looked at each other at all. They definitely didn't want to stand by each other. 
Um, it was just weird. Uh, again, there's the spit thing. People think that Harry spit on <laughs> Chris, which is just ridiculous. Um, I don't think it happened. Um, although, again, I can see why people thought that. Um, Chris Pine's rep also came out and denied it. He said, this is a ridiculous story, a complete fabrication, and it's the result of an odd an odd online illusion that's clearly deceiving and allows for foolish speculation. Just to be clear, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pines. There's nothing but respect between these two men and suggestion. Otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. Um, and then again, what I mentioned, Harry said at his concert last Wednesday, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to be back in New York. I just popped very quickly to Venice to spit on Chris Pine. So he was making a joke out of it. Um, and, uh, we still have Olivia as of September 8th running her mouth. She told Vanity Fair that Shia made Florence uncomfortable, but again, those texts make it seem like Florence wasn't scared of Shia. It's just very strange. Um, Olivia's claiming that, you know, her responsibility was towards Florence and she was, you know, just behaving like a mama bear and, um, you know, it was tough to make the call to fire Shia, but he understood. Um, so she gives this whole profile, you know, this whole interview to Vanity Fair on September 8th. And, you know, this is all stuff that Shia has refuted. He has not come out yet um, uh, and said much about it, but he did just say um, – it is what it is, every blessing to her and her film. So he's over it. Shia LaBeouf is excusing himself from this narrative. He's over it because um, Olivia got a little passive aggressive with him. She said, um, this issue is so much more nuanced than can be explained in private texts released out of context. All I can say is he was replaced and there was no going forward with him. I wish him the best in his recovery. So, you know, um, it's, it's tough. And, and she's accusing him of being abusive. Um, and I know that he had some allegations against him come out and some accusations against him come out. So I don't want to make it sound like Shia LaBeouf is an angel in all of this. I do think that he has many issues that he needs to be working through allegedly, but I just feel like, um, Olivia Wilde is not making it any better and she's making herself look bad in all of this. And there is a part of me actually that does feel bad for Olivia. Um, but, you know, it's just like some of it, she dug her own hole. She made her bed. Now she has to lie in it. I mean, she, it seems like she outright lied about some things and was passive aggressive about some things and that there were a lot of tension, um, tensions on set. And, uh, you know, um, people have allegations against him, but something that just came out within the last couple of days that I had no idea, um, about was that Shia said his mother passed away during the filming of, um, 
uh, or during the drama of uh, Don't Worry Darling. So in the midst of this feud, um, his mom dies. And so, you know, that's obviously very sad and tragic and he has my condolences. Um, and he, you know, he mentioned it in a way that maybe was explaining some of his um, actions during this feud with Olivia Wilde. Um, it's just, you know, I think he's ready to move on and she seems to be hanging on to it. And I don't think he's necessarily the victim uh, in all the drama because I have heard that he's very uh, combative and aggressive and intense and you know, I know he's had his own kind of demons to work through, but she's not perfect in it either. Um, that being said, I hope all of this drama does not take away from, you know, what looked to be a wonderful film. And it's gotten some mixed reviews, um, but a lot of movies do. It doesn't mean they're bad. Um, it's just a lot. So uh, I'm still going to go see the movie at the end of this month. and. Again, I hope the drama doesn't detract from it because it, it looks excellent. So, yeah, just crazy, 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 crazy stuff going on out there. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's a lot. Um, so, yeah, I really have nothing else to chat about today, and I've kept you long enough. So I thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a good one. I'll We'll see you next time.